what does your rich life look like? I finally have a rich life plan. And if you would have asked me this like a year ago, I would have given you a completely different answer because I thought that having a rich life meant that I needed to have millions of dollars. And that's not essentially true. It goes a lot deeper than that. It goes a lot deeper than just having tons of money. So while I've been home recovering, um, I've dug deep into Netflix. I'm not even going to say deep. I'm sitting here lying like I'm watching TV all day. I'm definitely not. I wish. It does sound nice. But I did get to a couple shows. I watched Beef, which is uh, amazing. Although I'm very confused. There was a par- few parts in there that left me like, what? They didn't explain it. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Right now, we're talking about another show that I watched on Netflix. And it's like Your Rich Life. Um, and it is hosted by this financial advisor. I don't know what he is, but he's something in finance. His name's Ramit. Man is a genius. I was hooked. I binged that show in two days and I was like, yeah, show me how to build my rich life because I want to be rich. And it really wasn't until the beginning of this year that I really started digging deeper into what that meant to me because I always knew that I was destined to make a lot of money. I have expensive taste. Um, I like nice things in life. I, I like to go to brunch and I like to go to nice restaurants and I like to dress nice and I like nice things. Um, but I'm going to get further into that. The point I'm getting at here is when I started watching that episode or that show, I was like, okay, how do I create a rich life? Like, what does that really mean? So at the beginning of this year, there's another podcast I listened to um, that's called Chingona Revolution. And first of all, Erica Cruz is amazing. Um, She definitely was the first Latina podcast that I found that I finally felt like, okay, there's a space for us. It's a small space, but there's something. And her show has tons of different valuable tips if you're looking at building a business, if you have a business, if you want to be a coach, just lots of gems everywhere. Um, Great podcast. But she definitely was an inspiration for me wanting to get into podcasting because more Latinas need to be in this space. But anyway, I digress. Um, She had a... Why can't I think? Oh my God. She had a guest on her show. Her name is Janice Torres. And she is Boricua. She's Puerto Rican. And um, her story was great. Also has her own podcast. It's called Yo Quiero Dinero. And I started following it because she dropped hella gems. And she just talked about how Latinas need to be making more money. And we need to not be gatekeeping. Which is another episode coming up. um, Because gatekeeping is real. And we don't like that. That's not cool. But... Anyway, she really got deep into, um, you know, why we need money and what it means to be financially free. And I had never heard of that word before or those two words or that phrase or saying. Um, I just knew that I wanted to make a lot of money because I don't want to work so many hours. And I've always known that I don't belong in the corporate world. Clearly, I work in the corporate world because, yeah. I mean, I'm not an entrepreneur. I did have my moment. I had a small at-home baking business that really wasn't even supposed to be as big as it was. Um, 
I had started baking when I was on keto and I had a couple of people reach out to me and they were like, you never thought about selling your desserts? And I was like, no, but I mean, if you guys want something, I mean, I can make it. And it turned into a few orders from friends to me realizing, oh, I can turn this into a business venture. Like I can share my craft with the world. And I did. And it was crazy how it blew up in such a short amount of time. And I loved every moment of it. Um, there was some moments within that keto community when it was like hot, where it was a little funky, like the energy and the, the people that I met, you know, it was cool at first. And then the energy got a little funky with these people, these uh, other keto influencers. But that wasn't why I was in that space. I was in that space because I was sharing my craft. I was sharing my journey and I was documenting everything, being keto in my second pregnancy and how I basically gained like no weight and the baby was healthy and all that, you know, like there was a lot of things that I, I shared and I continue to bake. And, you know, it also got to a point where I wasn't working my corporate job anymore. I had quit. And, you know, I was just basically doing baking full time and it was awesome for what it was, but then it started to feel like a chore. Um, it started to feel like it wasn't a passion anymore. And baking was a lot of fun for me when it was a passion, when I had the freedom to do it, when I felt like it, you know, a few orders here and there were great, but then when it was like, I became reliant on it and it was a lot it I didn't find the fun in it. And I'm personally, I cannot do a craft. I cannot bake if I'm not feeling the love because I feel like it doesn't come out the same. And I don't want to give something somebody, give somebody a dessert that I bake that I didn't bake wholeheartedly. Like it just doesn't feel right. I have too much ethics and morals inside of me to do that. So little by little, you know, I, I stopped baking and I still take orders if anybody's interested. Um, I do still take orders, but it's just something that I haven't been promoting because I have no desire for it. And I'm just listening to my body and I'm proceeding. But yes, um, the point of all of that was like, I never really felt like I belonged in the corporate world. Um, I do feel like I don't know if it's necessarily entrepreneurship. Like, I don't know if I want to start my own business. I really can't think of a craft, um, something else other than baking that I would do and just promote it and create a business out of it. I don't, I don't think I have a desire for that. But I do know that I want to have the income to sustain myself and my two girls. Like I want to be able to have the income to move out, to have my own place. Um, and I don't feel like that life for me is here in San Diego, unfortunately. As much as I love San Diego, I was born and raised here. It's expensive as fuck. And I just don't feel like my life is here. Um, if that makes any sense. I think it's elsewhere. But the current state that I'm in right now, I can't get there. So it's like, well, how do I get there? How do I land a job where it gives me that freedom to move? Where do I land that job that gives me the job security and the financial security to be able to provide for myself and my girls? You know, so these are all the thoughts that I've been having for a really, really long time. But it's like, okay, well, how do I, how do I get there? You know? And then when I heard that episode, where Janice was a guest on there, you know, and she was talking about it and fi about financial freedom. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's what I need. I need financial freedom. I need the ability to have the finance 
the money to provide for my family, the money to do nice things, the money to do this and to do that and to not stress and live paycheck to paycheck, which is literally what I'm doing right now. So it's great. You know, I'm learning about financial freedom. I'm like, yes, that is what I need. I need that. I need financial freedom. Now, how do I get there? And I'm trying to create my plan. I'm trying to figure out how I can get there. And right now it's like, okay, well, the only thing that makes sense is that when you finish your master's program, you can apply for a job and you'll have the credentials and then hopefully you get it. But I mean, truth be told, I have degrees and I have tried applying for jobs and I just get denied for every single one of them to the point where I don't even get moved on for an interview. And I'm like, it's ghetto out here. Like, this sucks. You know, it really does. It's it's very sad. So as I'm starting to watch the show, you know, and Ramit is like explaining to the different people and the couples that he's working with, like what their rich life looks like and how to design it. And, um, you know, just seeing the similarities between some of the people that he had on on his episodes um, as far as like their debt goes or like what they're doing, their financial choices, their job, cho- you know, things like that. And so I'm like p- picking different pieces from each one of the people that he's worked with. And I'm like, OK. Now I know that I can create my rich plan, my rich life plan. And what really does that look like? So I want it to be very, very, very detailed and precise because, I mean, let's be honest, it's not just a rich life plan. This is manifesting. Like when you're writing it and you're putting it down and you're creating a plan and you're creating, I'm not even going to say like necessarily a timeline because I don't really like timelines because they make me feel pressured. I just write what I want. These are my manifestations and I'm as detailed and clear and concise as I can be with them. So my rich life starts off like this. I am going to have the money to be able to move out, whether that's here in San Diego or elsewhere. Um, Two places that I would not be opposed to moving is Arizona. I actually like it or out of the country and that would be in London because I went once and I fell in love and a piece of my heart is there. I haven't visited London long enough to know if I would love it all year round nor have I visited Arizona to know if I would love it all year round. Most realistic I mean clearly is going to be Arizona. It's about five six hours away from San Diego still close enough to come visit family but I feel like I could be financially free there. And not only do I feel like I can be financially free there, I feel like there's just a lot more opportunities for me there. So I've been very drawn to it since I visited the first time um, roughly about almost three years ago. Second, when I land that job, that gives me that financial freedom. It's also going to be that job is going to be pretty freeing in its own. Like I don't see myself at a job that I'm tied to for nine hours, 10 hours a day and stuck behind a desk, like where I'm currently at. That is not the life for me. I see maybe remote work. Um, It's flexible. I can choose my hours. And most importantly, my rich life consists of me being able to pick up and drop off my kids every morning. Um, It's something that I don't get to do. And I'm kind of sad that I didn't do it 
this week um, that I was out, but I wasn't cleared to drive for like a majority of the week. And I also, I needed to rest. I need, I need rest. <laughs> Your girl's tired. Like I never sleep. Like, and that's a choice. Um, That's a choice. But yeah, I never sleep. So I was take, definitely trying to take advantage as much as I could. But that is something that's part of my rich life. I want to be able to pick up and drop off my kids from school, daycare, whatever. Um, I probably wouldn't want to put Camila in daycare because I just don't be trusting it. Um, but that was that would be what my rich life consists of is maybe a job, a remote job where I'm not like, you know, tied up to my computer either. And I kind of have the flexibility to be able to be a mom and work at the same time. It's out there. I know it exists. I really do. I really do know that it exists and I am manifesting it. I truly am. My rich life consists of me having the, the amount of money in my bank that allows me to have experiences and bring my kids along for those experiences. Because right now, one, I don't really get to experience much, but the little that I do get to do, I definitely can't bring my kids because it's like I'm barely able to afford it myself. Um, but my rich life includes being able to do all of these fun things with my kids and have the money to just do whatever and like not even really think about it. Like we're, we're on an adventure. We're in Hawaii and yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's jet ski. Yeah. Let's buy this. Yeah. Let's buy that. Yeah. Let's go to dinner here, you know, and not have to worry about it later because it's going to put you in the negative hole. I don't want that. I want to be able to do all of these things and bring my family along and it just not even be an afterthought. My rich life also consists of being able to get my kids into extracurricular activities. Like Abby wants to play soccer. I really want to get Camila into dance, you know, things like that. Like I want to be able to do, provide my kids with those experiences without it being a negative impact on my wallet, on my bank account, um, because I can't do that right now. And I, I, I don't even want to have to think about it. I want to just be like, yeah, you want to do that? Let's do it. And that's what my rich life is going to consist of. My rich life means that every weekend I take my kids out to go eat. We go try a new restaurant, a new bakery, something, a new coffee shop every week, local mom and pop. I love that. I love doing that. And I want to be able to do that with my kids or with my friends or even by myself. And again, not worry about how it's going to negatively affect my bank account. Overall, what I got from planning the beginning steps of my rich life and manifesting what it is that a rich life truly means to me, it just means having the money and the ability and the time and the freedom to just spend time with my loved ones and spend money on my loved ones and me and not think about it and it just be like yeah I got it you know and again I I know that my rich life <laughs> is not here in San Diego unfortunately I really wish it was but it's not looking like it right now. So I'm just being realistic and I'm listening to my intuition and I'm listening to my heart. And I, and I know, you know, realistically, it may be a lot more difficult than I'm making it sound like, you know, because I do have two kids and I can't just take them out of the state like that. It requires a lot more legality than that. But 
overall, that's how I envision my rich life. And I really want to have that financial freedom to be able to do all of those things that I mentioned. But along with that financial freedom comes financial responsibility. Because you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't know how to manage it right, well then you don't really have money because you're just blowing it on stupid shit. And that's something that I tend to do or did tend to do because I've I've definitely worked on it. But I have not been the best at managing my money in the past. Like sometimes I spend more than I should. Um, sometimes I spend on like ridiculous things. It's like, I don't need that. You know, like, why am I buying that? And my therapist put this in perspective for me, but it wasn't even about me. It was about Abby. Um, you know, cause Abby likes going to the store like every day. If she could, she can go every day. And you know, my mom buys her whatever. I mean, I think they shop on Amazon a lot too. So my mom's buying her stuff like practically every day. And it's like, well, why I, 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 I'm always on her like, well, why do you need to buy her all this stuff? Like, why does she need this? She does. She used it once or she didn't even use it at all. And it's like, it's just a waste of money. And it's a waste of, t- of space, you know, just buying all this stuff. And, you know, my therapist put it in perspective of like, it's a dopamine hit for her, you know, like it makes her happy. And I was like, oh, oh, that's what it is, because that's what I'm experiencing, but I'm buying it for myself. So I guess I wasn't really noticing it because it wasn't somebody else buying it for me. It was like coming out of my own pocket and I was feeling it more. But it's like I buy all this random stuff and it's not even random. Like it's like stuff that I want, but I don't really need. And I'm buying it because it's giving me a dopamine hit. But then again, when it arrives, I'm like, oh, it's not even all that, you know, but it really, really did put put things into perspective and it made me understand a little bit better why I make these choices that I do. And it's helping me rethink, right? When I want to hit purchase and check out, like, do I really need this? Is it a necessity? Like, what is the purpose of me buying this? And what is it going to do for me? Is it helping me reach my goal? And that's just something that I have to keep reminding myself of because, I mean, unfortunately, like I mentioned in my bonus episode, it happened this past week as I was dealing with the transition of like my explant surgery and just the emotions. I fell back into old patterns and, you know, I noticed myself going back into like a depressive mode and I started buying a whole bunch of shit on the internet And it's like, well, why did I do that? And it was like, it was a quick dopamine hit and it made me feel better in the moment. But now I'm over here like, damn, I just set myself back like two months, you know, and I have things planned and I have a trip like planned next week or next month. And, you know, just different things that like I want to do. And now I'm probably not going to be able to do them because, well, or I don't know. I'm going to have to use my credit card and I'm not trying to do that. It's just stressful. So if you two are trying to reach financial freedom and you want to build your rich life, one, I recommend that you watch that Netflix show because it was great. And two, I really recommend that you sit down and you write your own plan and you manifest it. 
you write down what it is that you want and how you envision your rich life to look like because it looks different for everyone. Some people want those billions of dollars and they envision themselves with that and a big mansion and a G-Wagon and although I would love myself a G-Wagon, I just, I don't see that in my rich plan at this moment. Maybe once I reach what I'm manifesting, I'm going to continue to reach more than that, you know, but right now, that's what I see. Like that is the goal that I see in my mind and I, and I'm reaching for it. Like I literally see myself grabbing it. Like I know that it's meant for me and now I just have to make the right steps in my life to work towards that. But I'm very excited for all of you to start your rich life journey with me. So please, please keep me updated. Let me know, um, you know, if maybe your rich life has a lot of similarities to mine or if there was like some things that you discovered internally as you were starting to build this plan. Like I really didn't think that my rich life plan included the minor details like picking up and dropping off my my daughters like that is a huge thing for me because I want to be there. I want to be there for those moments. I want to be able to drop them off at school safely. I want to be able to pick them up. I I realize how important that feels to me. And I know that the only way I can attain that is by having a rich life, a rich life, a financially free life, a life that allows me to make these changes to where I can be there for my kids and not have to worry about leaving work early because, well, my rich life consists of a job that has flexibility and I'm going to get that. I'm going to achieve it. Mark my words. It is Friday, April 28th. And I'm going to come back to this episode once I finally have reached my rich life. And I'm going to be so ecstatic. And I can't wait to share that day with you once it happens, because it's going to happen. And that is how manifesting works. When you believe it and you see it and you just put all of your intent into it, like you know it's meant for you, it's going to happen. It really is. So this week, I'm giving you guys a little bit of homework. I want you to start working on your rich life plan. And I want you to see what comes up as you start creating this plan. Um, Because you will find that you'll start writing things that you're like, I didn't even think that was that big of a deal to me. Or that I could only attain that by having, you know, more money or more being financially free. Um, that moment for me was when I realized I really want to be able to pick up and drop off my kids from school. And I didn't realize like how big of a deal that was to me until I started creating this plan. And it was like, yeah, I want to be there for my kids. I want to be there in those moments. I want to take them to school safely. I want to pick them up, you know, and I, yeah, it's just eye opening. And that is the homework that I leave you guys with this week. Um, There is a section in the show notes um, in this episode where you can let me know. You can let me know about your rich life plan. And I will probably do like a little poll question to see what kind of topics you guys want to hear upcoming because we talked about finance and we talked about money today. Um, I think the next episode is going to be about trauma. So let me know if you like that. But anyway, you guys have a great week. um, And I can't wait to talk to you guys next next month because you know what it's gonna be may (laughs) all right guys bye